Hello, hello, my fellow podcast people. Hope you're doing very, very well on this fine Wednesday afternoon or whatever day and time it is for you right now as you're listening to this podcast episode. I'm your host, as per usual, Azra and the Language Nerd. You can find me primarily on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, and YouTube, but also secondarily whenever I feel like posting on TikTok and on Tumblr. My username on all these platforms is exactly the same. It is at Polyglot Azrin. That is spelled P-O-L-Y-G-L-O-T. A-Z or Z, depending on your country. R-E-N. You can also simply search Azrin the Language Nerd on whatever your favorite social media platform is. So again, that is spelled A-Z or Z. R-E-N, The Language Nerd. And welcome to another podcast episode here. I'm very, very excited, as per usual, to be recording it. Now, I want to start things off on a little bit of an interesting note, a bit of a personal note, which hopefully can help some of the people who are listening to this podcast. So this morning, I woke up at my usual time at about 8, 8.30 in the morning. And for whatever reason, I decided that I was going to stay in bed and just watch some YouTube videos and such and just randomly laying there. So I'm watching these videos, watching some game show on YouTube, which is called Countdown, which is, by the way, a fun little show. I've really been enjoying it. And one of the people on the show, you guys actually might be interested in her. I actually want to look more into her. Her name is Susie Dent. Is it Susie Dent? Yes, that sounds right to me. She's a lexicographer. I'm not really sure what that means. Not fully. It has to do with like words and stuff <laughs> and language, but as I've been watching the show, you, you you learn, I've been learning different things about her and she has written some books which are very, very nerdy and very languagey. And I actually think that I would probably like her books or maybe some of the books. Apparently in the last episode I watched, Susie um, went out and started to hang out with different crowds of people within her area. So she hung out with garbage men. She hung out with different crowds of people to see what the linguistic differences are between different social groups and what kinds of um, what kinds of language people are, some groups of people use, but other groups, groups, groups of people don't. And it was just really interesting hearing some of those stories. That book seems like something I would really, really enjoy. And so I'm definitely, me personally, going to be doing some more research into Susie Dent. And perhaps you guys would also like to do that. And maybe you would find some interest in that as well. So anyway, I'm in bed watching the show, blah, 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 enjoying myself. I woke up, made my breakfast, ate my breakfast. I'm still watching my show. And at the end of it, I felt very lethargic and very tired and very like, I felt very sluggish, I guess you could say. And it, it, it served as a reminder to me, at least for me personally, how important it is to be productive. Literally for me, if I'm not productive for a long period of time or an extended period of time, my brain starts to turn to mush. I start to feel like a vegetable. I start to feel very tired and sluggish and low energy and all these bad kind of feelings and emotions that I don't like. And while there is value in getting rest and recovering and making sure you sleep and making sure you get time to veg out in front of the TV and do all of that, one thing that I, I was reminded today is at least for me personally, there has to be a, a good balance between activities that allow your body to rest and recover and activities where you're being productive. And again, for me personally, I know it's different for everybody, but for me personally, I find that I need the majority of my time to be productive 
and the minority of my time to be doing unproductive things. That is my personal preference, is that is, and that is when I feel at my best. And I've noticed, not with everyone, right, but I've noticed with some people who have more of a 50-50 balance or maybe a 40-60, for people who have more free time than I do and are being productive with a smaller percentage of their time, I often notice that those, not always, but sometimes those, those are the people that are lower energy and feel more tired and maybe are not quite as on top of the world as perhaps I would feel or blah, 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 blah. And again, it's not a very scientific study. It's a very subjective kind of observation. There could be way more going on behind the scenes than I even know. Like my hypothesis on this whole thing has a good likelihood of having some flaws and not being correct. And yet it is something I notice and I wonder, I question at any rate, if for some people who are spending a significant, a, a big chunk of time, like a 50% or 40% of their time not being productive, I wonder, I question if they would feel better or if they would be happier if they spent a little bit more time on being productive and a little bit less time on the unproductive side. I have no idea what the answer is. I do think though for, for some people it is worth it is worth trying. It's worth trying to see what happens for you. It's like me. This is a actually this is the best example. If we were to rewind even good lord, even if we rewinded like a couple of months? Yeah, even a couple of months, I would have told you, "No, no, no. I should be working." Like I always felt like I needed to be working and needed to be productive. That is something that I, for some, that was something that I believed. And by the way, I still currently hold on to that belief to an extent. However, I will say this, guys. Um, in very recent history, uh, I've been ch I've changed my mind a little bit. I've tried. I've been getting slightly more sleep than I even was before. Before it was like seven, seven and a half hours, sometimes eight. I'm being very religious now that when I am, I get in bed and when I set that alarm, it says eight, eight hours and 15 minutes minimum. Cause I know it's going to take me some time to get to sleep. I know that I'm, I'm going to lay there. Like I know that by the time I sleep, it, it's, it's going to take me 20, 25 minutes, 20 minutes, 15 minutes. It's going to take me some time to fall asleep. And I know that when I get eight hours of sleep, I know that is ideal for me. I've also been slightly more, not even slightly, I've been more disciplined on um, when I cut my work off and, and really respecting healthy boundaries, which again, if we were to go back three months, I was still doing way better than I was, let's say prior, like even 2016 and before, like a, a whole lifetime of difference. But even now I'm being even stricter and even smarter with it and ultimately, if we look at the number of hours that I'm working, I, I haven't looked at it, I haven't tracked it, but I have a funny feeling that right now, I am working less hours than I was before, which before I would have not felt good doing, but I, for some reason, I can't, I couldn't even tell you why it happened. I don't know what changed, but me making these changes and me now working less and actually theoretically siphoning, not even theoretically, actually siphoning some energy away from productiveness, really, I have been feeling better.
Like, it's interesting for me to see that my stress levels are even lower than before. And before my stress levels were not high, by the way, but I guess you could say I just didn't realize, I hadn't realized, like, how do I say this? I hadn't realized that it was possible for my stress levels to come down. It's like for people who have ever gotten healthier, when you were unhealthy, you didn't know what it felt like to be healthier. And then once you're healthier, you're like, oh, I didn't realize it was possible to feel this way. Very, very similar. I've been feeling less stressed. I've been feeling better overall. And I didn't realize that, oh, the decisions I'm making now are, are allowing me to feel better. And I feel really, really good about that because I've said it before, people who followed me for a while, you know, since 2016, uh, I've been making an effort. I've been trying to keep making progress, chipping away, chipping away, moving forward, moving forward with health and nutrition and my overall well-being because I believe that's important. And obviously it's nowhere near perfect. There's so many things I'm still doing wrong, but it's always nice for me to see some things that are moving forward, forward and I'm like, oh, I'm feeling good. Oh, I'm feeling better. Oh, that's working. Yeah, I'm sleeping more. Yeah, it's cool to see the minimum chipping away day by 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 day forward 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 so um anyway that was just a random little thing i wanted to start today's podcast off with so for people who are feeling i guess the whole moral of the story is try different things because you never really know what's going to make you feel good what's not going to make you feel good blah 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 it just trying new things helps you become more self-aware and self-awareness is a really, really positive and really, really good thing. Now let's jump into some language learning things. And this is a big topic for today. Uh, a really, really uh, a one that I think can benefit a lot of you, if not all of you really. Um, I honestly believe <clears throat> that a lot of us, a lot of you, myself, a lot of us, me too. And this is where, this is where the thoughts coming from. We are wasting a lot of time when it comes to studying our languages. So let me give my personal anecdote of where this is coming from. As you all know, I am studying Gujarati and Mandarin. For Gujarati, I have a pretty advanced level, you know, all things considered, I'm quite strong in the language. And what I need, what I really need, what would allow me to accelerate my Gujarati progress to like at a rapid pace, at a much more rapid pace than right now, the thing that I need is a group of Gujarati friends. I need some people that speak in Gujarati, that hang out, that's what they do. They're Gujarati, they hang out, they talk, they blah, 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 blah. And I need to be spending time in that kind of social circle or that kind of environment. That would allow me to accelerate things really, really fast or a lot faster than I am now. A similar kind of thing that would work as well is if I could find uh, TV shows or videos or something that is sub subtitled in Gujarati and in English, like a double subtitled show or something, would be tremendously useful for me as well. I would learn oh so quickly and I would go head first into that online show or video or whatever. I would learn so much faster. And those are the kinds of things that would help me learn at my optimal speed at the moment, at least a lot faster than what I'm doing now. Because the stuff I'm doing now, while it is allowing me to improve, when I put an hour of effort in, I maybe am only getting 20% of the, res of the results that I could be getting if I was spending that hour in a smarter way. I'm having a similar problem in Mandarin. 
Mandarin, I'm putting a lot of effort in, no doubt. I'm watching my drama, I go to class, I'm studying for tests, I'm doing this, I listen to music, I'm blah 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 blah. I'm doing various different things for Mandarin. And yet, right now, the biggest thing that is lacking for me is that most of the environments that I am in when it comes to Mandarin, aside from the drama that I'm watching, but most of the real life environments in my city that I'm in, I'm the most advanced person in the room, aside from some native speakers or whoever is leading whatever activity. I am the most advanced or one of the most advanced learners in the room. And that's a problem. While there's value in that, and there's, it's, 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 you can still learn a lot, and I enjoy that environment, and I do take stuff out of it, I need some environments where I'm among, I'm one of the worst people, or I'm like bottom middle, or even in the middle of the pack for crying out loud. That's something I need, because it would allow me to learn a lot faster, and that's a more ideally suited environment for me. It reminds me of uh, when I first started university back in 2011, I was in this Spanish class that was theoretically at my level. I was probably, I would say, in the top tier of the class when I looked at the people around me. My teacher told me, what the heck are you doing in this class? You should take a placement test. You're too strong for this class. So I took a placement test. I was placed into a class called Spanish 301. The problem though is that Spanish 301 was not offered. So then I ended, I ended up taking the higher level class, one class higher, which was Spanish 303, if I remember correctly. And in Spanish 303, I remember I was definitely in the lower middle rank of that class. And I learned like crazy. I learned so fast and I was like, holy macaroni, this is nuts. And so that's what I need to figure out. I personally have to figure out, I have to make some changes for my Gujarati and Mandarin to accelerate my progress and learn faster. And for a lot of the people listening, and I've, I've noticed this with people, a lot of people, they are studying, they are practicing, they're doing their thing, but what you are doing to practice is not efficient for you. You are doing things that keep you in your comfort zone, or you are doing things that you think you're doing something because that's how you've done it for a, an extended period of time, so you keep doing it that way, but that is not actually what you should be doing. You haven't stopped to reflect back, like, is this working? Is this not working? What could I tweak? What could I adjust? All of us, or not all of us, but a lot of us have this kind of challenge. And you have to figure out, you have to start to analyze what you are doing to figure out, are you doing the right things? Are you doing the wrong things? What could you be doing differently to make your progress faster? One blanket piece of advice, a piece of advice I can give to everyone that uh, can really, really work for everyone is, <clears throat> and it's something I touched on a minute ago, you have to put yourself in environments that, let me, actually, let me start that again. You have to put yourself in two separate environments at the same time. Environment number one is you need to be in places where you are one of the strongest people in that environment. For example, if you're taking a class, you should be taking a class where you are one of the strongest people. If you are taking an online program, you should be using a program that is actually reasonably easy. That's got a lot of stuff you've seen before. Yes, there's some new things, but it's not overly mentally taxing. If you're watching some TV show or something, or you're watching, excuse me, you're using online videos or whatnot, use resources that are not, that are challenging, but they're not super challenging. So that is one type of resource or environment or whatever 
that you should be that you should have in your arsenal of language learning tactics or strategies or whatnot. Now, at the same time, you should have a second type of strategy. You should also be using things where you are, I would say, in the bottom middle of the pack. So for example, if you're taking a class, you should be taking a class that theoretically is probably a little bit too hard for you. That is actually slightly too hard where the other people in the class know more than you do for the most part. Maybe a couple people don't, but for the most part, they know more than you. And you should be putting yourself in that environment. Or you start using uh, an online program that is actually higher than your level and you know that it is. Or whatever the case is, you have to, however you're learning, you need those two environments. The first environment where it's kind of easy, not too challenging, that serves as number one, a confidence booster because it reminds you of where you came from, of stuff that you used to struggle with. Number two, it serves as a reinforcer. It reinforces things that are kind of already in your, in your brain or maybe that are in your brain, but not fully locked in. So it reinforces those things. And it still introduces you to some new things, couple of nuances every now and then. And because your brain is not overly taxed and not overly stressed, you're able to absorb those new concepts and really able to learn them. That's kind of what's happening with, with me right now in my Mandarin classes. There are things that are new, no doubt about it. There's some new words, a couple new grammar things, but generally speaking, it's pretty easy and a lot of it is stuff that I know. And so the new things are really easy to remember because there's only one or two or three or four new things per chapter that we do. So the other environment, the more challenging environment that is definitely above your level, that is what challenges you. That is what puts a fire under your butt and you're like, whoa, what the heck is going on here? Oh my God, I have to kick things into gear. And it, 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 it forces your brain to like start working faster and be like, whoa, what the heck? And all of a sudden you're able to inhale all this information. And while you might not, while you might not have fully digested the information, meaning you're going to these classes, you're using some video online that's too hard or whatever, you're inhaling all this information and over time, as you take, how do we say this? As you take easier classes, use easier strategies, as you're doing something else in parallel that is more at your level, you're going to start digesting and your brain is gonna slowly start absorbing the things that happened in the harder class. And the reason this is gonna happen is the following. The harder things that you're doing, you're going to get introduced to concepts that maybe don't fully make sense, but kind of make sense. And in parallel, while you use the easy strategies, while the easier strategies will over time get slightly more complicated and slightly harder, the easy classes are going to start filling in the gaps of what you missed in the harder classes. So I'll give you an example here. So one thing I've learned through a harder strategy, for example, my, let's see, uh, let me give you a practical example. So I've learned uh, various expressions by watching Mandarin TV shows, right? Mandarin dramas and Mandarin things like that. Even songs actually. I've heard some things, learned some concepts. I was like, oh, that's a phrase I didn't know. And I learned a specific phrase, right? And I didn't really understand where the grammar was fully coming from. I kind of got it, but not really. I just understood, oh, that phrase can be used in this scenario, or this word can be used here. And that's all I really get. I'm like, okay, cool, that makes sense, awesome, move on. Then what'll happen is, in, so this happened two weeks ago, in my Mandarin class, we were studying a grammar point, and I was like, oh, I remember hearing this following expression in a TV show that means blah, blah, blah. I hadn't realized that there was a whole grammar point behind that phrase. Oh, and so suddenly 
what I learned using a harder strategy, I only really learned 50% of it, but then the easier strategy, in my case, taking a class, unlocked an extra element of what I hadn't realized that I knew from the harder strategy. And that immediately allows me to communicate at a much deeper level than I could before. Does that make sense? So you have to have those two strategies in parallel. I'll give one last example of this, a slight tangent, but relevant one, um, that it's a practical tip, a strategy that can work for you guys, especially especially if you're kind of around an upper beginner or maybe low intermediate level, a level where if you take a beginner class, it's a little bit too easy for you. It's more like review and you're like, oh, I've seen that. Oh yeah, I kind of get that. But you're not strong enough to really hold a conversation. You can kind of hold a conversation, but not really, like it's hard for you. If you're that kind of level, a practical piece of advice that I have seen very recently work with my own eyes, and it's actually making me revise my how I teach actually, because I was like, holy cow, this works really well. You need to find an intermediate conversation class. You have to. You have to find a class, if possible, that is taught primarily in the target language and where everybody else is understanding for the most part what is happening. That will work for you. You will learn so fast and you're going to accelerate your progress like crazy. I, I don't even know why that is. It's something I've been seeing with my own eyes recently. And I realize it's something that I've done me personally that works. And it seems to work across the board for most, not, not everybody, but a good percentage of people, 50, 60, 70, 80% of people, this works. I don't know why. Hopefully with time, as I experiment more with this and I think more about it and I work with this and blah, 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 hopefully I realize what's going on. But for now, what I can tell you is that for most of you, for many of you, that will work. And, and, arguably, that's gonna, and arguably that will be the fastest, the best use of your time for you to learn. So anyway, um, hopefully that was useful. I feel like it was a good podcast. Um, I appreciate your attention. I wanna move on with my day here. I've got a lot of stuff that I wanna get done. So. Again, thanks for listening. I appreciate it. We will talk next time. Bye for now. See you.